0: Hi there, welcome. This is Michael Harris, host of Falling Up Radio. I'm really excited that you're here today. We have a uh, guest that um, is just thrilling to have her. She's a world-renowned yoga teacher, Rajasri Chaudhary. Let me introduce you to you to her a little bit. For those of you that don't know who she is, many of you I'm sure that already know, but many of you may not know who she is. Rajshree was born in in Kolkata, India, and she began her yoga practice at four, four years old, and she became the five-time National India Yoga Championship. And as a result, she really had this lifetime desire to really encourage children and youth to practice yoga. And as such, she also founded the United States Yoga Federation, and the International Yoga Sports Federation. And it's not mentioned here in this, but maybe she'll she'll mention, also has worked with the International Olympic Committee on bringing yoga to the Olympics. I'm gonna go on. Rajasri has this incredible special focus and really the emotional side of yoga. So, you know, not only the impact on, on the mind, body, spirit, but what's going on emotionally, and really how yoga helps us deal with our life and the life and, and all the challenges and the joys that um, come about. But wait, don't go, don't go anywhere. Rajeshree also has a degree in yoga therapy and is certified by the International Association with Yoga Therapists. I have to read this because it's so much. She travels, Rajasri travels worldwide, conducts yoga seminars, workshops, retreats, women's retreats, and so on. She's inspired by a number of her, of her own teachers, BKS Iyengar, Dr. and I hope I pronounced this right, Kashala Das, and Dr. P.S. Das, and other great teachers as well. Um, let me see. She... The, the other thing that I really appreciate about yoga, or about Rajasri, is that she has a lot of focus on helping the people of the world in so many different ways. As such, she's involved with Karma for Kids, which is dedicated to helping kids with cancer. She works closely with Uprising Yoga, which is, is really helping child victims of sex trafficking and stopping sex trafficking. She's involved with Team Red, White, and Blue that helps the veterans of our country through yoga and other activities, and it goes on and on and on. She really de- has a devotion again to children and women, and as such, she created the Rajasri Pregnancy Yoga Series, which is really a, a series, a system that, that helps pregnant women really have healthy, nurturing uh, pregnancies and um, easy, easier childbirth, perhaps, Um, And again, it goes on and on and on. So welcome, Rajeshree Chaudhary, to our show today. I really feel blessed to have you here today.
1: Thank you, Michael. (laughs) You you gave such a a big introduction.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I feel like it's still only half of introduction. One of the things that I didn't mention was um, when I came to teacher training in, in 1998, You had a profound effect on my life. And really, on that emotional side and my personal side, I really felt an opening up as a result of of some of our conversations and some of our discussions. So um, I'm internally grateful for that.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. So uh, tell the listeners, you started yoga at four years old. Now that was at the encouraging of your parents or yes, what really I got start, you started?
1: Right. I started yoga four years old because one of my cousins started doing yoga practice who was older than me and she had some eye uh, complication. So she started going with my mother. Uh, it was a ladies club, which first teacher, you just pronounced the name called Dr. Kushaladash. Yes. <laughs> sure. So her center is called Mahila Jogobbyam Kendra. So when she started practicing there, and I used to go with my mom, um, just my, my mother never kept me home alone, so we used to go together with her. And then uh, Kushaladash actually encouraged my mom, that uh, have m- myself, you know, for me to join the class uh, with everybody. And especially being child, uh, it would be nice for me to study yoga early age. So for me, it was a um, nice addition. And actually it was more for my mother was great because she could go out in the afternoon with me. And after when I get back, you know, from school, I started already in in Montessori. So I used to go and practice and um, it really helped me because I've been, I remember my parents used to talk, talk about my my health, that um, I was um, very much, um, you know, like a naughty child, and mm-hmm. and I always like to eat, which is bad food, mm-hmm. you know, like something junk or something really not good. So they used to say that um, that helped me my digestion, you know, and yeah. also helped me find my general health long yeah. run. That's where I found as a therapeutic yoga. You know, from yeah. the beginning it was more like a prescription chart. And uh, Kushaladas used to write that chart, and um, and the teacher used to do practice with me every day, like a half an hour. Oh, that really? The way my yoga was introduced to my life.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And what w- did did you take to it right away? Did you really like it, or?
1: no, I uh, not at all, no. not at all. I really did not like because I like sports. I I used to be uh, doing a lot of running, you know, in the school like a track and field. And um, that was my really uh, happy time when I used to run and Mm -hmm. I used to be trying to make my, you know, speed faster than everybody and continuously practice, practice, practice in the early morning. I used to get up always. That was my routine in my life was, and I used to go and uh, practice all the time. And then when I had to do that in the afternoon, after I get back from school, um, it was uh, more for my mom. And then I kind of I kind of felt it that, oh, it's good that I will meet all other same age group, my kid, you know, like a friends. So that was very nice that there was um, introduction of yoga to the kids from very early age in India. Mm-hmm. And then slowly, I will tell you, like my primary school. I was introduced as a yoga competition. That's the time, actually, I was
0: introduced to the competition. And how how old were you at at that point? I was
1: 11 years old. And I had no idea about that there was existence of any yoga competition. And this
0: was in India?
1: It was in India, Kolkata. I Uh still remember. Um, My first judge was uh, Kamal Vandari and many other ladies, you know, famous, um, that time yoga, yoga, byamacharyas, So they actually um, scored me and I was really not happy to be on the stage doing yoga competition because I kind of felt that if I continue doing that, that means I cannot run anymore because um, my father was very against about my running because um, it was not something that very graceful for girls, (laughs) girl child to do that. And um, in also those days when i was um, growing up you know if you think about it, it is much before, you know how many like <laughs> i will say 40 years ago you know like those days you're, you you cannot go far ahead with the uh, track and field and all this stuff
2: yeah, yeah
1: is there something wrong
0: nope not at all
1: you can see it
0: i can see it i yep.
1: cannot see your face anyway oh you
0: can't
1: no something can you see it now No, something popped up.
0: Okay. Well, I can see you. The the recording is still just fine.
1: Okay. Uh, Let me see if I can postpone that. Something computer, you know how it is. Okay. Uh, So what happened that time, um, competition, um, and I won in the junior group, you know, that that made me kind of open my eyes and see, oh, my God, you know, yoga also has so much to offer. For, for well, you,
0: you, you won not just once, but five times.
1: Yeah, well, what happened that, um, that, took, that winning actually encouraged me to learn more about yoga because mm-hmm. before I thought every day going for my own health and having, having playtime with my same age group, you know, kids. Mm-hmm. I remember that I said ladies club. So it's only ladies are allowed in that mm-hmm. center. Mm -hmm. So I was feeling comfortable and feeling very good, but I never had idea that there are more to offer with yoga, you know. So I was young and I was more time for me was like doing studies and doing other things. So when I did that, then I asked the teacher and they said, well, yeah, if you want to be trained more, we can give you more practice for more advanced poses. And you can see, we will take you for present demonstration because India, Mm -hmm. that was a very popular thing. you know, any event, because we have so many festivities in India. And every time um, we had something event, there was always a yoga demonstration. Mm. So, and I was trained to be demonstrator from very childhood, you know, very, young. Right. It, I mean, no. even before 11 years when I won that competition inter-school, before that I started doing a lot of demonstration. Yeah.
0: No, be- I wasn't clear when, when did you start going to Ghosh College?
1: Okay, Ghosh College from that's the time, actually, okay. Bishu, uh, Ghauche, uh, Bishuda I call. Um, he he found me in one of my demonstration, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and he says, okay, because Kushaladash's brothers, DS Das, Dr. Das started giving me some lessons, you know, like Mm -hmm. a more for performance and demonstration. Then Bishuda said, you must come and, um, you know, start practicing Mm -hmm. in my center and we are going to train you. So he started, um, putting more uh, time for me and giving me more advanced practice and uh, putting me on the stage with a lot of other different activities. So um, it was um, those days in India is like if you are uh, representing one center you are not supposed to represent any other you know like you are belongs to but um, from the beginning I feel now I think about it you know my childhood and I was um, always wanted to learn and um, when I go back and I ask my lot of those days um, who taught me because I had you know India many teachers is not always the head teacher is going to help you it's always very junior teacher and they always says anytime demonstration comes or my uh, competition comes it was they used to get crazy how many times I used to show my performance like I want to I wanted to be perfect you know just when i'm up there i just confident enough so it was just i learned about myself
2: (laughs)
0: well you and you know i've seen some of the older videos and i know that i still have copies of them somewhere i've got them in a box and in the i think in in my storage in, in the basement right now but some of those videos like laying on a sword
1: yeah, that was that was Bish Bishudas uh, right. teaching me, because yeah. that was Bish, Bish Club's special thing. You know that uh-huh. they are the one who actually teaches uh, all those. Um, I won't say trick, but there is a process of going into the some kind of a we call transcendent yoga. <laughs> you know, where <laughs> you, uh-huh. you just withdraw your all your senses, the pain and sensation, and you just surrender yourself. You know. Yeah. But, uh, so we, we, it's a lot of breathing things, breathing and yeah. confidence, also mental. Uh, well,
0: and I remember being in um, at Ghost College in India in Kolkata and walking around with, I call him, um, Spear in the Eye Sam.
1: Yes, right. And
0: yes. he would put the, the thing with, with the rebar and eyes. the razor blade and like push against it against yes. the wall yes. and bend the rebar. You know,
1: yeah, you know, those days were the, I think the, that club was the first one to introduce. And now you see a lot of things on many shows, but I never seen anything before like that. Yeah. But I visited before even 11 years old because a lot of time in Ghosts' College used to hold some special events. I remember with, from the Ladies' Club, we all used to go and see some presentation. So you asked me about how did I do the All India Championship. So what they do, when I won the inter-school, has nothing to do with All India. What they do, then they train you. Then you go to the district competition, then you go to the state competition, and then you go to the Mm -hmm. India competition. So there is a level. So the level is you have to go through. You just cannot just go and appear into the India competition.
2: Right. Only
1: 1982 when, B- when Bishuda started first Vishnu Ghosh Cup in Kolkata, that was the master cup for kind of like you come from the ladies group, you come from the male group and the end who won the Vishnu Ghosh Cup, they has to be champion between both gender together, yeah. so male and female. So that was the only one you can go straight to India competition.
0: Now, when, 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 during the, I think it's the all India yoga uh, championships where it's the Iyengar Cup or the gold Iyengar Cup. Is yes,
1: yes. Then later on, they introduced Iyengar Cup also, but before mm-hmm. was was Ghosh Cup. And I also, um, but the one I talked about, the India champion, other one, that was a national competition. We okay. call that is national because you have to go to the, County, state, then the India—that's the yeah. national competition—and all India is all India. That was the Vishnukrsna.
0: Yeah, and so, Iyengar, was he also one of the judges?
1: Not with me, but I know that his uh, student always participated with me, yeah. and yeah. they were very strong, um, you know, competitors.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, so, yeah. as you were going through all that, at what point did you? Really become a teacher and start teaching other people.
1: Yeah, well, uh, what happened that be during my um, very, very much like a second time when I won the competition, and then um, my teacher, mm-hmm. Dr. Das and Kushaladash, both said, Yoga Training Institute in India first started that teacher's training long mm-hmm. time ago. I'm talking about, you know, DLY bit the bit, and they. Kind of like encouraged me to join the training program, teachers' training. And they said, Well, um, I was, I think I was in my high school that time. Mm-hmm. And they said, You should go and uh, start doing the teachers' training. So the program was three months for certificate course, CYT, then diploma was for one year, then bachelor was for two years so we used to then i started doing that together and i got a special permission that i can attain the bachelor course also <laughs> <laughs> because i was a little bit young but i was keep doing good in the you know course at the end of the results so they were saying okay we're ready and the same time also uh, we did um i also did Vishnu Push because that was weekends they used to have their classes yeah. in Ghoshis College.
0: Now, now when, when you started teaching then were, was it all one-on-one or were you teaching groups or what was the... But
1: I will be telling you my father didn't let me teach that much okay. before. I got married very early mm-hmm. so you must know that I was still student there
2: mm-hmm.
1: so I, I learned more my application happened more after I came to this country you know more teaching yeah. I used to teach part of a training program, you know, with the more demonstration I did, but if sometimes I used to do a special class or helping one. To, we mm. always did one-to-one. It is not a group lesson. The mm. studio setting lesson I never seen in India.
2: Mm.
1: Yes, I. it was always been one-to-one. So that's the way in ladies club even, it was one-to-one. You know, so yeah. we we had to do refreshers clinic. We had to do one to one and learn how to do the chart.
0: You know, all, all the one on one was Dr. Das or, or other people like writing a prescription. Yes, yes or somebody yes. based on a condition, and then they would refer them to like you or maybe another teacher.
1: They will be referred many teachers. It's not only me that time. On also, you know, there are like a plenty of teachers. Uh, getting graduate and they're practicing. You no, know, there is a lot more. That's that's like a, uh, that's the way it started. You know, it cannot be only, but Dr. Das is the only one who makes the chart. But yeah. I was privileged um, that I could sit next to him and learn because he taught me a lot. Yeah. He used to teach me how to write the chart too, you know. Mm-hmm. So that I learned from him.
0: So somebody would come with a particular condition and they would write the chart is, is, do you have a, do you remember anybody particular that stands out to you at that time that maybe came with a particular condition that started healing? Yeah.
1: Well, um, see two, two things here with the Dr. Das was a very specialized with orthopedic. You know, Mm -hmm. he was a very good with the spine and, um, any kind of a you know long time having arthritis or osteoporosis like that. India, mostly the women have a big problem with the arthritis on their knee or the osteoporosis, and they have a very um, in Calcutta especially some lifestyle I have seen that overweight is a big problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's always a complaint for women, you know, like and they don't have enough time because the way the lifestyle and we in India we eat like a three or four times a day yeah. so they prepare the meal and they serve the meal they all eat together you know it's kind of a custom and tradition so I remember that couple of times that women used to come and they're really really heavy weight and not able to walk at all and complaining and really bad on the spine and dr das is able to look into the screen you know like a he he had a uh, x-ray where to look at it whole thing in his room he has all set up system mm-hmm. so he used to look at it and pinpoint where is the problem and try to give the therapy you know like one to one therapy instead also also used to give like a shortwave gray and some uh water treatment like a hot and cold pack all these things you know part of yoga therapy that's the way he used to teach so i remember that amazing amazing uh improvement happened to so many people i mean i don't need to go too far it happened to my mom yeah you know, like my mother has a routine now and dr das is charted wow and he she's following every day. I mean, she is um, better shaped than when I was young. Like she has her uh, everyday morning. She walks several miles and then she comes home and she has very limited food. And then she starts with her yoga movement therapy. We call, you know, like she does all those postures. Like it's not asanas only. It's just the movement to give the, um, neuromuscular uh, system, a little bit more flexibility, momentum and, you know, improving mm-hmm. circulation. And then she, do, she does the pranayama. So I asked her who, I mean, that's my, I don't have to go too far. I'm just saying in the childhood, I remember the woman, how is to get benefited. At the same time, I also was privileged to learn our um, yoga training institution. The principal was a doctor of Banerjee. Yeah. He's no longer anymore. But um, I actually learned a lot of difficult things from him. I would say a lot of difficult things because I never um, learned meditation that I remember how it was. I never learned before the way he taught me the meditation because it mm-hmm. was a guided meditation.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: when really in the meditation, when you start following someone's voice and really really focusing all the centers and then all of a sudden I remember my body was so light my heart rate was getting getting so low blood pressure getting so low and he was there to pull me back again you know that momentum that 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 also those kind of like a and nowadays um They still offer those like a dhoti kriya, Ayurveda, part of Ayurveda, a lot of people practice that dhoti kriya. Yeah, I don't think any other training offers that, but we had to learn that Vasha dhoti, nasha dhoti, you know, all those stuff, like pure sutras, yoga shutras, how they offer. So that part I learned from him because I have to finish my getting my certificate and diploma degree from finishing up the Yoga Training Institute curriculum. So there was a lot of other doctors. It used to take place in homeopathic college those days because most of the medical doctor part of, um, you know, I would say integrative health. They used to come part of uh, teaching us because implementation of medicine, homeopath was not, and, you know, not was practiced for yoga therapy, was only practice yoga therapy. So you have to learn anatomy physiology. After that, you learn instead of no medicine is not compound drugs, but not even a, any other homeopath. Because homeopath also come from the nature, you know, a lot of natural things, you know. Yeah. But um, they used to talk about yoga poses, how that's effect. So it was just so much hands on. And it was that time I remember a lot of uh, difficult, like a, mainly people with uh, blood pressure. A lot of people used to come blood pressure, heart issues, and um, psychological conditioning. Yeah. That is interesting because it was not very common those days in India to talk about mental problems,
2: mm.
1: and especially women. I still tell you, because I left India in 1984, so unless you are really sick, you don't go gynecologist, you know, because it was yeah. not very common or you have to go because, oh, you're pregnant, you know? Yeah. So that was another you know, big thing we learn in yoga therapy yeah. that um, women used to feel more comfortable when they used to come talking about. Yeah. And that's why, why today I'm more, um, you know, like, um, kind of like interested or you can talk, with say, more compassionate about women because from my background go and born and raised in India, in you know, a foundation of um, you know, my main childhood was in India, I felt it that so many mothers, so many sisters, so many aunts, they could get a lot of general help, help if they were introduced or they didn't feel shy or shame about discussing about their health issues. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why always it's kind of a uh, inspire me and motivate me to practice and study and keep going and helping.
2: Yeah.
0: So you you, you really dived in. And, and I don't know if you remember this, and I can't tell you exactly when this happened, but maybe 20 years ago. And I have read and I was reading a bad time and probably even more so now material around mind-body interaction and Dr. Sarno and TMS. And I came to you at, at one point, and I said, what is this about TMS, tension syndrome?" And um, what, what I heard back was that, well, that's all yoga. And that's all the, the, the mind-body. And I, I really felt like it was like an aha moment. Like, here's some of that real science that shows this. And this is some of what we're doing in yoga yeah. to, to help that in, yes. internally. And yes. said it was, a, it was a big moment for me.
1: Yeah, well, I really liked his book. Yeah. And I always tell people to read it because a lot of time, you know, like a medical uh, mind or scientific mind, they come and they still don't believe in yoga.
2: Right.
1: Because, you know, and those days, really, we didn't have that much yoga clinical studies. Yeah. So what what used to happen? Uh, people only used to feel the good, but they didn't know how they're feeling good.
0: Yeah. Well, you you, you know, my, Michael Galinsky, which was the producer for the All the Rage movie, um, he started yoga re- re- recently in um, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, where where he lives. So yeah. I mean, he wrote the, he did that movie about Sarno, and he hadn't done yoga. And he started doing yoga and he sent me a note said this is the greatest thing yeah.
1: you sent me to see his movie remember right. that yeah. Yes. Yeah. i met all of them because of you
0: <laughs> no, yeah
1: not, know, but his there's
0: story. another organization now it's called the ppda which is a psychophysiological disorder association which is association that happens to be over here in portland and it's a group of physicians and their whole focus is on the, the mind-body interaction. And one of the doctors that was in the Sarno movie actually started that as a result of his own experience as, as a physician and Isn't realizing there? that... was he if, there? No, he wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but fascinating stuff. And I just look at that stuff and I, I'm seeing more and more interconnection between the yoga and the science and... You know, people often say, well, yeah, but yoga can't really do that. And there's so much science and so much study out there. Oh, now. yeah. Well,
1: I mean, we can continuously, you know, explore into like a, another remember, I remember that a lot of children used to come in ladies' club because mm-hmm. ladies' club was more like a social organization. You don't mm-hmm. have to even pay if you don't have money. And mm-hmm. Dr. Kushala Dash started that that movement and she was a very direct disciple. you know I think the last one is living right now, and, and um, she's really wonderful as a human being that she gave her life devotion completely for helping women. So yeah. she used to bring the women in India where it is very low income, you know very, very low income group, and give them a, a teach, make, make them yoga teacher and yeah. help them financially independence yeah. so what what they used to do learn yoga which is a service social service and some of them I remember that they were not able to even um, pay you know to learn but they, they really um, learn and they because of they uh, appreciated so much what they can offer and what they learn and they were very when their service teaching kids or anybody any woman was a very pure service yeah. you know like a truth very truthful very genuine so yeah. she that's the time i met so many um Rickett, polio kids mm-hmm. and i have seen them they were not able to walk but after six months they were able to walk oh, wow. if you know that and i have seen the it it's really I still remember one time my mom was saying that I'm still in tears when I talk about it. the kid they had all the prosperity in their family because of the you know wealthy family, but the kids were sick couldn't polio couldn't even walk, and mm. that child started walking wow, and the joy of the mother, you know like the wow is like getting the life back of that kid because India,
0: it's a big deal. Well, and, and, and you, you know, my story too. And I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, that's the cane I used to walk with and, you know, I was supposed to be dead in 86, 87 as a result of my legs and and my vascular disease. And I started doing yoga and slowly started getting better. No longer needed that cane. And, uh, went to you, and then eventually all the pain that I had went away and it was just like it blew me away because I thought i lived with pain my whole life. I just just had succumbed to that idea, but I was able to change that idea, and you know that that 's something that that we talked about recently too a little bit is like not just that physical aspect but the yoga for life and like all the challenges that we face in life and, you know, how that is really affected not just the physical.
1: It's funny because um, it's really, it's, it's, it's always, it's always there, Mm -hmm. but you really understand to differentiate, Mm -hmm. you know, before that comes that you don't want to go to that phase. You want to go, you know, when you practice yoga gives you such a concentration, focus and confidence that immediately you move away from that direction. If anything, negative thoughts or negative energy or negative emotion, you start, you start acknowledging more. That's what I feel. That's why being a teacher, being a, you know, a student, practice is the best way because if you are out of practice, or if you as a teacher, if you are out of practice or you are out of teaching, you will never connect with yourself that much. You know, like you will be it's it's a mind effect on the mind so much because mind is governing everything in our life. Yeah. And the two things is playing a big role, ego and fear.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and that's kind of block your intelligence. Yeah. And that causes all emotional trauma in life and and then from there nothing working fine you know always you are in pain and fatigue yeah. so I feel like yoga is a lifestyle you know that mm-hmm. you have to really work for it you know you really have to work on it that's why I said that it's, it's, it's in human life I mean human life cannot be without sadness or unhappiness you know certain things we don't disagree it will be sad and it will be unhappy. Yeah. So that doesn't mean you have to concentrate on unhappy and sad.
2: Yeah. And you
1: have to find something from there.
2: Yeah.
1: That's what I feel in my life. doesn't matter. You know, Every day, it's a new day.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. you, you know, and, and I know through the personal challenges that I've had in life, that when when I practice yoga, it's not necessarily going in there trying to do the best triangle. It's going in there trying to just you know, let that go, let go of the issues in my tissue, so to speak, and to be able to just feel good and have a clear mind, you know, through the practice.
1: But Michael, that is, uh, that is very much uh, yogi speaking because of you practicing and you actually find the essence of yoga, you know, mm-hmm. because so long your practice. But many people try yoga because of like you and me, we are speaking, I'm sure a lot of, uh, who is listening they get inspired and they try to practice yoga but it, whenever we do something new we always have a purpose you know but the problem mm-hmm. is when we focus on that intention and then if we're not finding in a couple of seconds or a couple of days then we give up.
2: yeah
1: you know so for finding yourself that it is not for the posture it's for myself I'm doing how am I feeling and how I feel after. Mm -hmm. it's very hard for beginners to experience that and that's we should be you know mostly focusing on when the new student try yoga you know don't compare if you are if you are doing some other sports and don't compare with that sports with now what you're doing in yoga and if you are not feeling that flexible that strong or that demonstrating that strength, what you do in other activities you do, it's it's nothing wrong,
2: Yeah.
1: nothing wrong.
2: Yes.
1: You know, yoga, you are doing for yourself. Yoga, you keep just trying and trying and trying, nothing else. You know, every day you do, you find yourself a different way. I mean, right now, everyone asks me, why are you not still competing? Because, because of doing this World Cup and everything. But I never took the, you know, I never really participated anymore World Cup. And I don't think I'm in even that level of practice right now. But I don't have any shyness to say that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Because uh, my experience from competition was different. You know, my experience from the competition was today, that's why I keep doing yoga. Yeah. If I did not, that moment I was such a competitive and I needed something to thrive me, and that was the competition. And that helped me, thrive me, motivate me to learn about yoga, yoga therapy, everything, what we're doing right now. And that made me today who, you know, like what I do, you know, and how I every day deal with my life because every day my life is challenging.
0: Sure. Yes. Yeah. So it's like that yoga therapy Um, I mean, you do so much for other people and spreading the word of yoga and and all of that. And that's part of yoga, part of that union and part of that sharing. And it's also like, what do you do for yourself? I mean, do you get up at two o'clock in the morning and meditate? I, know, I, I, I
1: really I really do. And that's a really sad part. I don't know when I become a dinacharya practitioner that I wake up such early in the morning. I think I used to do four. Now I became a two, you know. I do wake up and that was the time for me, meditation and writing.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then I like to go to walk and then I do my home routine of my yoga right now and I see that routine is making me feel good I don't stay up very late because I like to I by 10 o'clock I'm really tired yeah but uh, so uh, for me that time is my time that I want to be listening music and fall asleep you know sure. yes I got to do something for myself if I don't do it I don't feel um, I'm you know, like together, you know, I yeah. don't feel myself.
2: Yeah, together.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I, I do a little meditation in, in yoga when I get up in the morning as well. And it's just it's become part of me. It's not necessarily very long, but it's where it is right now. It really like starts my day.
2: You know mm-hmm.
0: very well it's like i gotta have a bowl of cereal but before i have my bowl of cereal you have to i have, have to do this this other thing and but it's just as important as that bowl of cereal.
1: yeah i like to have my incense uh you know like i like aroma so yeah. i have my nice incense burning and then i
2: just love to do that yeah and um, you-
0: now i know too that, that right now and i don't know very much about it but if you're really starting this new yoga therapy Program and um, helping teachers work more one on one with people did I say that right
1: you are doing uh, you actually said right um, what I was trying to explain other uh, day last weekend that what I felt it um, t- time I moved in this country I got more close to it twenty six and two practice mm-hmm. so the twenty six and two practices is morning to the studio setup heated room and Everyone comes, you know, like those days when I first came was not so many studios. You know, was a lot of elite community people used to come only, but not for average household people known to name up Hatha Yoga or Yoga at all. You know, it was a strange name and scary name for yoga. Yeah. You talk about yoga. And that's the time TMS was, you know, TM was very popular. The yeah. Transcendental Meditation was very uh-huh. popular. And uh, slowly, slowly took a long time, 10 years. Then when we had training and then more teachers and started going back to their respected uh, state and started opening the studios. What I felt it, that 26 and 2 is a great practice. Is continuously, you know, like a, uh, demands for everybody's lifestyle, you know, and everybody gets uh, lots of lots out of it. You know, like it's never enough. <laughs> yeah. people feels it's kind of like addictive practice yeah. but at the same time what I feel like I want uh, teachers to experience more about a lot of teachers are practicing themselves studying going uh, many um, institution because it's wide, variety. widely you know right now it's um, available for yeah. learning about therapy but specifically for the system I feel like that we need to learn more where to be focused on how to help you know what we are doing I mean, there are a lot of research going on but is there a technique was we are teaching we are teaching but i think is there is need to be more focused so mm-hmm. there are more people we feel like uh we can help because my whole goal is yoga for every community you know every institution you know like it's not for the people who feels like okay i am um i'm fit so i will do this practice no you know you you can take this practice wherever you are and today it may not be the same but today you do it your way so a lot, of, a lot of people are still scared of this practice because of they are not feeling, OK, maybe I'm not be able to, I'll feel shy. You know, it's, 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 it's there, always inside that kind of way we deal with it, going into something unknown, you know, and feel like, oh my god, it's going to be a torture. And there is no torture. Nobody is really trying to torture torture we are trying to put ourselves in and you allow you know like every practice they say you push yourself a little bit more every day or if you feel you know it's okay stay there and keep hold you know keep being there so that differences you know i wanted to help and there are i find who cannot go in the class there are some cases that they cannot how to teach them separately, just like the way I learn in India. So I wanted to kind of develop that more. But yes, they're going to be a little bit addition of many other things in there.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: it has to be because I'm going to bring it what I learned in India.
0: So, so are, are you going to be actually offering a specific teacher training and certification?
1: Uh, I haven't thought of that much yet, but, you know, slowly, slowly things might develop. My right now, I am thinking of myself helping others. Yeah. At least providing my service for that. That's all I am trying to do right now. I haven't thought about the other things yet because um, that's too far to think. I yeah. mean, we have so many teachers training is in the world going on. <laughs>
2: A lot, they're huh?
0: everywhere
1: they're everywhere so
0: they're, they're every block in this town yeah, yeah. I, feel,
1: <laughs> I feel like more we just practice and more we just learn at least we yeah. need to start offering this you know
2: yeah yeah, yeah. that's
1: what i was t- trying to talk
2: about it you
0: know? yeah yeah so is, is there anything that um we haven't talked about that you feel is important to say or to talk about as far as yoga or, or anything else that you feel like it's
1: a- important? I, I feel, um, you know, like, um, like how is yoga class you feel like uh, when you come or you walk in and you feel like, do, are you, do you belong there? You know, like are you belongs to this class? Um, you just have to make yourself fit into it, you know, a lot of time. It's a very hard process. Yeah. I mean, I always, um, I've been thinking of, and I'm writing a lot of my memoir, and I'm finding out myself when I first moved to this country. And I remember, it was a very strange experience for me because I was so excited. But at the same time, when I walked in here, I just felt it. I don't belong here, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's so new, such a big cultural shock for me, you know, and it was more like Uh, these people, you know, people, human being is human being, you know, but I kind of felt it that everybody's looking at me like I'm if I'm from some strange place. And everywhere I've been um, examined with their x-ray eyes and finding out, you know, um, kind of like, um, it was, it was put me in such a big um, examination. And you just feel like you got to kind of like um, pass this you know it's like I have to pass it was it was not easy for me mm-hmm. so I feel like every day class is like that
2: yeah.
1: you know I always connect that feeling and I I want everybody to feel that you know it's, it's it, if I feel like oh, always I say if I can do it you can do it you know if you yeah. can do it, I will try, you know, I'll try to do it, you know, something. So it's a, it's a really um, challenge in our mind, how we feel ourselves and where we are and how we are, you know, like it's a pressure we create around society, you know, societal pressure and societal pressure is nobody really, nobody really hurt me that time. Nobody really touched me that time. Actually, everybody gave me a nice hug and warm welcome. But it was my mind, I was feeling that. In my mind, I was feeling like I don't think they like me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I had very poor English at that time. And I was not able to understand American, any accent at all. So I feel like I was being criticized everywhere, you know. And I, I just did not uh, feel confident enough, you know, myself. So I feel like everyday class is like that. Yeah. So feel like walking in before you feel like doesn't matter what practice you do. It's the state of mind. So for a new practitioners, I always try to connect, you know, it's the state of mind that you need to be clear and no expectation there. Because when we start moving ourselves, if we start going back and forth, then we really don't help. Don't let ourselves progress in our life, you know? So progress comes when we keep trying, you know, put, effort and yeah. without expectation that effort comes with honest trying.
0: Yeah. And I, I know it as a teacher, um, you know, I try to keep a beginner's mind as much as possible. Very like, nice way. Not, not, not only for That's my nice. own practice. Pardon me.
1: I say it's such a nice way you said beginner's yeah. mind. Yeah. Some people will say I'm not a beginner. I have done so many years. So I'm I mean I am still beginners, believe me. Any practice I go, I'm still a beginner. I was trying some place other day, the Joy's Yoga, you know, like Ashtanga style. Uh-huh. I never do everyday, you know, Ashtanga Yoga. I came out being very sore that day. <laughs> and yeah. even I remember that uprising, Incarcerated Youth, that program you t- just mentioned that I'm involved.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Whenever I go now, I let other teachers teach because I love to practice with the Mets. I love to be with them, you know, with those kids
2: yeah. that I
1: participate with them. And mm-hmm. it's funny that restorative yoga, we do really relaxation, not that much, you know, like not that much practice that we put on for their body, you know, like we more relaxing, restorative, more breathing, mm-hmm. more life coach. I came out also very sore. So you know what you don't try, you will find something different.
2: Yeah.
1: Different is not something that you have to give a name or give an opinion or give a judgment. Yeah. So I never put anybody in that judgmental or mm-hmm. made a comment about it. So I will always encourage people before you putting a judgment or judge others, you don't know what what that can offer, what they can go through.
2: Yeah.
1: So I'm sorry, getting more philosophical. <laughs> That's kind of, uh, I, just, uh, I think it's kind of my life right now. People judges judge, giving judgment all the time and they really don't know what I'm going through, what
2: mm-hmm. my
1: kids are going through, you know, and, and be kind, you know, practice kindness. Yeah. If I'm kind to you, Be kind to your body, kind to your spirit, kind to your mind, kind to your heart. You will see the world comes together. Yeah.
0: I I think that's so important. And it's like, you know, you see the bumper stickers that say practice kindness, but it's really, it's actually really important to do that.
1: Yeah, it's very important. Yeah. And, um, you know, in the practice, I feel myself that when i practice it reminds me when i teach it keep reminds me so it's kind of affirmation for me yeah, yeah. and it's very important
2: yeah yeah
0: so we're, we're already getting really close to the, the end of our time and i know that we could talk for hours and it would be great to have you you back at, at some point um to talk some more about yoga and um perhaps diving deeper into it. One of the questions that I have, and we touched a little bit on the new student, but do you have any like, thoughts or tips or ideas? Um, maybe a couple, two, three ideas that I new- think
1: last couple of things I've been saying things is for the new students, really, yeah. basically. Be yeah. calm to yourself when you go in the class. Don't be judgmental. Mm. And don't feel that you, you don't belong there.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, everything, yoga means union. And union, to make things union, you really need to have those three things.
0: Yeah. I know one, one of the th- comments that, that I will often make, you know, beginning in class or during class, and, and this is true rather for a new student or an ongoing student, is, you know, do what you can according to your ability at any given moment, any given day. 100%.
1: That's and all I, we can do. Yeah, and I, I also say as you know, it comes because I've been teacher. So, and from my childhood, I learned three world, uh, three words from my school, and this called Srodha. Respect, mm. Tapusha. Mm. You know, practice with dedication. Yeah. And you know, with, it's it's really it, it it's a tapascha completely. And then Sheba is a service. Mm. So when you're doing this for yourself, still don't keep your eyes closed.
2: Keep
1: your eyes open. You never know where you can help others.
0: Yeah. And that's so important. And I, you know, the, the thing too about helping the kids in India, and I remember being there and seeing so many street kids, you know, in India and, Kolkata particularly for for some reason I saw it more there You have uh, seen
1: because you visited there but my cousin won the schools called Parikrama And it's more from the slum kids, you know, and what, what she established she's educator So what she established is amazing And I think you have seen that on my bio because yeah. I keep going back in Bangalore and I visit her she has six schools now and those kids that really they didn't have any house, you know, they didn't have a home. And she rescued them from the street. And mm. then she rescued their parents also the or whoever their guardian, She educated yeah. them night school, the adult and make them a teacher part of the teacher's aid and the run the system with a really missionary style. You know, I mean it's really uh wonderful service what she is doing. I mean, you can see everywhere. I don't think it's only you need to go to India. Definitely it's a third world country, lot of poverty there. But I find big thing going on in Los Angeles County right now about the homeless shelter.
2: Yeah.
1: And the house, it's a big thing right now everywhere. You can see that um, how to give them a shelter. Yeah. Sometimes um, we have to educate them. I think that is what my sister is doing, educating them. Yeah. Sometimes even you have a home, you give them a shelter. They don't want to be there. Yeah. We want them to make them work, you know, because a lot of time we want to get money from whatever way, but we don't want to work for the money. You know, we don't want to work. And that's what the education does. So that's what she's doing. She's really teaching. So, education is very important.
2: Yeah,
0: it's wonderful. And yeah, that's a whole nother subject. I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole right now. All right. Um, Then maybe that's um, for another call. Um, (laughs) All of this, depending upon where you're listening, you may be listening on Apple or Stitcher, iHeart, one of the audio uh, platforms that you may be listening on YouTube or uh, the website. And if you're listening on any of those platforms, you can always go to fallingupradio.com and you'll find this episode here with, with Sri. And at the bottom of the episode, um, there will be a, a list of ways, best ways to contact Rajashree. There'll be a little bit more information about the show. And there'll be a number of pictures there as well of, of Rajasri and her life and um, helping other people as well. But Rajasri, where's the best place that somebody could go to find you?
1: Rajasri at rajasri.com.
0: Can you spell Rajasri? Most yes. people may not know um, that. Before. Sorry,
1: I gave you my uh, email address at rajasri at rajasri.com, but <laughs> www.rajasri.com. That's yeah. where you can find me. R a j a s h r e e Rajshree.
0: Right. Yeah. Rajeshri. And you, you you also have um, you're on my Facebook and I'm part- on my
1: yeah I'm on Facebook. I have my public page too, where I put yeah. post all my workshops. Yeah. And then um, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah.
2: It's
1: everywhere, yeah. and I make sure that um, i connect with the people when they write so it yep. doesn't matter where do you live, you know what part of the world you live. sure if i am not flying if i'm <laughs> i'm <laughs> in the city that i can have a resource of the you know internet then i will definitely answer
0: yeah. well you're you're really a you know you're really teaching the world yoga
1: i think world also teaching me <laughs> yoga yeah. I think um world is teaching me what is yoga means for how to live yogic life
2: yeah.
1: or how to practice true yoga that union and selfless service it's yeah. it's a, it's a um, we definitely all uh, need money to leave, but sometimes we also need to give something to others.
2: Yeah.
1: So, and that's what um, I think very important for all of us we always work but sometimes once a week at least we try something to give
2: yeah
1: or every day if you can practice that something to give
2: every day
0: yeah so Rajshree it's been wonderful to um, have you here extremely grateful
2: thank you
0: over the years and now the decades i've learned so much from you but it's like every time we talk i learn something new oh <laughs>
1: it <laughs> took me to my childhood michael that was so nice yeah
2: because
1: we have to always accept our childhood right In know yeah
2: life. yeah
0: yeah so thank you again this has been rajasri Chaudhary. um chatting with us having a conversation about yoga and life on falling up radio be sure to share this episode with your friends and uh, remember to go to her website Rajashree.com, and uh, learn a little bit more so thank you rajasri again hold on for the other side thank and-
1: you profound my love to all of you